Praise the Lord YouTube. This is Brother Philip Romick. I'm coming back again today with uh, the next Fruits of the Spirit lesson. Uh, I'm going to be talking about peace this week. So this is the third uh, lesson from that series. Um, the main verse is Galatians 5:22 through 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So, first off, the, meet, the definition of peace, it's untroubled, tranquil, or content. So, that's what peace is. So, when we're talking about peace, where's a good place to start? So, understanding peace, we should first start off with understanding and noticing that peace is one of God's attributes. This is referred to many, many times in the Bible. Old Testament, New Testament. Um, here's a, just a few verses that I'm going to talk about. One of them is Isaiah 9.6. It says, this is talking about Jesus Christ here, prophesying about Jesus. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Another verse is 1 Corinthians 14.33 For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. God is also called the God of peace multiple times throughout the New Testament. So, the God of peace is mentioned in the epistles for the most part. It says we have a God of peace. We should follow peace with all people. Hebrews 12.14 says follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord so have you ever thought about that uh, the verse showing the importance this verse showing the importance of peace it says without peace and holiness you will not see the Lord meaning peace is actually essential to salvation did you ever think it was that important that peace was that important to God well, it's pretty obvious that peace is that important. So, what are some things we see from God's peace? Okay, these are things that God does with his peace. God can rebuke storms. In Mark 4.39, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. So what does this mean for Christians? What does this mean for believers? It means that God can cause your trials to have peace. Whatever situations that you're going through, you're struggling with, God can command peace into it. He's going to proclaim peace on you, bringing calm and contentment in your life. That's what God can do. God can bring peace to you after healings. In Mark 5.34, And he said unto her daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. So the lady here in Mark 5, 
she had a very difficult life living with this illness. No doctors can cure it. No one could help her. But when God healed her body, he said, go in peace. So her life would have peace and contentment. And she wouldn't be troubled because God had healed her body. The healing power of God gave her life peace from this situation. God is willing and able to do this in your life. Whatever situation you're in, whatever healing you need, her healing caused her uh, to not be troubled anymore because she was delivered by the power of God. So the same could be true in your life. This is one another attribute of God's peace. Another one is peace after demon possession. Okay, here we see in Mark 5 also, that Jesus delivered a man from demon possession. Okay. After the demons had left his body, he was found clothed and in his right mind. He was no longer being tormented, but the peace of God was with him. So this man was very troubled, obviously, because demons were in his body. And when, when Jesus Christ commanded them to go out to leave him, he was in his right mind. See, the devil causes you to be in your wrong mind. But God will give you peace. So, God wants to give us peace. How do we get this type of peace? So, how do we get godly peace? God sends believers his comforter. Here we see in John 14, 26-27. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So this peace is going to come from God's Spirit, the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, which is in the name of Jesus Christ. So, we let godly peace, we get godly peace when we get filled with God's Spirit. Notice we are receiving the same Spirit that Jesus Christ had. When we are receiving the Holy Ghost, we are receiving the same Spirit that Jesus Christ had. Verse 26 says the Holy Ghost is sent to us in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are wondering how to receive the Holy Ghost, just reference the book of Acts, reference Acts 2. You can also look at my Explaining Pentecost lesson that I have here on Pentecost podcast. And I'll talk more about um, salvation and, and the Pentecostal experience. Okay, so when Jesus died, he left his peace with us when we receive the Holy Ghost, when we receive his Spirit. Okay, peace, here's another thing, peace is part of God's kingdom. Romans 14, 17-19 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he... That in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things 
uh, wherewith one may edify another. So these verses show peace is an essential part of being acceptable to God. So it says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. This is the kingdom of God. So it's very essential to be part of the kingdom of God is to have peace in your life. Remember that we shouldn't make conflict with others, but we should have peace with all people, which was in Hebrews 12:14, which I already spoke about. Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no men shall see the Lord. That's how essential it is. Here are some other verses on peace that I found to be important. Second Corinthians 13:11 tells us that we should live in peace. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. So this is just telling us that we should live in peace every day. That should be our lifestyle. It shouldn't be something that we just put on for a show. This is a lifestyle that we need. So, we also have in 2 Timothy 2.22, tells us to flee from youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So to have a pure heart, one of the essential things that you need is peace. So, you're fleeing youthful lust. You have righteousness, faith, charity, and peace. Also, we need to make peace, which says in James 3.18, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So, making peace with other people. So, we're not causing division we're causing unity in the church. We're causing unity with other people that we don't know, people that we witness to. That's what we need to have with our peace. Also, lastly, I have here in Romans 8, 6, tells us, uh, it says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Walking with God in a righteous manner allows believers to have eternal life first. Spiritually minded is life and peace. So we're talking about eternal life. We're talking as well about peace in your life right now. Peace during your trying times, your tribulations, whatever situations that are you're going through right now. Is If you're spiritually minded, you're going to have life. You're going to have peace. So... You know, if, and if you're living carnally minded, you, you're going to have a lot of issues. So to walk with God will lead you to have peace in your life. So let's see. Uh, in conclusion, considering peace is an attribute of God, it's something that we should have every single day. Shouldn't be, there shouldn't be any days that go by where we don't have peace with people. It shows others that we are Christ-like. The peace of God allows you to overcome troubles, gives your life contentment, 
is a great way to speak with people about the gospel of Jesus Christ and what he can do for them. Because if you're following peace with all men, they see that you have Christ's attributes, you have Christ's spirit. He was known as what? Jesus Christ was known as the Prince of Peace. He's the greatest example of peace in the Bible. Here in Ephesians 6.15, it says, And your feet shed abroad with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So this verse means, wherever you go, you know, because in the Bible they could only go places with their feet. Wherever you go, to bring peace with you. Because our gospel, the gospel that's in the Bible, is not condemnation. It's being peaceable and showing the word of God to people in a righteous manner, peaceably. Um, and that's, that's all I have to say about peace. Just uh, follow in it and let it show forth in your life. People are going to notice. People... People will see that you're being Christ-like. And uh, God bless. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us here at Pentecostal Podcast for, on YouTube. And like us on Facebook, Pentecostal Podcast. And if you're looking for a United Pentecostal Church, you can find one at upci.org. I'll put all the links and everything in the description box. You can make comments, anything you like. So next time I'll be talking about the fourth fruit of the Spirit, long-suffering. So God bless. Have a good night.